On this week's episode of Between the Lines, we have a very exciting money line, followed by a chat with Pia Villaflor, a former collegiate soccer player from Ateneo de Manila University. She shares her experiences as a walk-on turned starter and how her time with the program prepared her for medical school. We also have the Holy Grail of Thrills and a new segment, The Lightning Round. Here we go. I'm feeling like Westbrook, but I take off like a rocket. Who's the next best in the game? The answer's me, yeah, you can lock it. Gonna run through the competition, no, there ain't no stopping. They think I'm Bugs Bunny on the beat the way I'm hip-hopping. It's fun being up here now, man, never thought that I would make it. I see this as an opportunity, hell yeah, I'ma take it. They love to see me writing, putting that pen down to the paper. They happy like some L.A. fans when Brown became a Laker. They think I can't be the best, they saying I'm too young. So before we hop into our interview this week, let's do the money line. This week I'm looking at Korean baseball, which is pretty on brand for the segment, considering I don't know too much about baseball or Korea. Well, I'm looking to lock in a three-game parlay this week, taking the money line on the LG Twins, the NC Dinos, and the Kiwoom Heroes, which are all absolutely dominant names for baseball teams. Uh, That's looking to be a total of plus 252. I got a feeling the hot teams stay hot and the good guys come out on top this week and uh, let's cash in and cross our fingers. But for now, without further ado, the much anticipated conversation I had with Pia Villaflor. So this week on Between the Lines, I have my good friend uh, Pia Villaflor calling all the way from the Philippines, which is very exciting. I am finally back in the United States. Um, So... I'm very excited to have her on. We've been planning this for a few weeks. We kind of just got busy with school. Uh, But I did want to talk to her today about a lot of things not involving uh, medical school, which is very exciting because I do not want to keep talking about it now that we don't have to really uh, be there and do all that stuff. Sophia, how are we doing today? Hey, Mason. I'm okay. I didn't do much. It's like every day has been the same with quarantine, like after our exam weeks so I think this this whole week was just a, a reset button for me mm-hmm. with all the chaos so like I just took a step back from social media and having to be online like 24-7 with um, our online schooling so this week was just a step back and reset time for me. I feel that I did see you uh, laying out by the pool on your on your Instagram like every day so I don't really know how much of a step more more of a step back you needed it looked me like you were uh, me after exam <laughs> <laughs> how I've been prepping for finals which is actually really how I prepare for finals it's all about a uh, positive uh, mental attitude and being in a good headspace I guess right yes you need a good headspace be in a calm state so just lay by the pool <laughs> I feel that I uh I didn't really study that much either so felt like I kind of just like eh, well we'll figure it out as we go but all right so let's um let's get going here with the playbook so everyone you know whether it's sports or in life has some sort of playbook they like to guide themselves by uh so something that guides them in their decision making or their game plan for their daily life so what is something that you tend to live by or you try to live by that keeps you true to who you are (laughs) okay so i think i didn't know you were supposed to have playbooks that's one (laughs) oh Um, well okay i didn't know soccer had playbooks either i wasn't sure about that but i know all the other sports i did have those so i mean yeah for sports there are rules and stuff but i mean what you're asking is like something that i mean um a, you said a game plan for like your daily life, right? Yes. I mean, we'll use the playbook as like a metaphor for like uh, yeah, your, exactly. yeah. And for me, it's like, I think, oh, I think that just gave me like a little bit of an existential crisis. Like, what do I live by? Or um, <laughs> like, who am I? What, what, like, what are the things that guide my everyday decisions or what I want to do with my life? That kind of like triggered an ex- existential crisis type of question. Um, um let's see so yeah like I really didn't know we were supposed to have playbooks and I think what guides me and my decisions in life in general are a lot of like gut feelings and impulsivity as a Sagittarius oh geez pull out all of the yeah pull out the astrological sign as a defense mechanism has to explain all of my life decisions that's uh pretty on brand for you so (laughs) 
Uh, so I ended up think, thinking back to the only written note I have for myself back in like my condo in Meza. Mm-hmm. And it says on my blackboard, um, all about that Kev's mentality. And I don't know if you've ever heard me say that or the word Kev's itself, like K-E-B-S, Kev's. I have, but I'm not really quite sure if I, I know what it means. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to give myself a shot at trying <laughs> to explain what that means. Um, so if you Google like Kev's, the word itself, which is actually, it's from Filipino gay lingo. And Kev's, Yeah, so it's Filipino gay lingo. And the word itself, Kev's, came from the word carry bells. K-E-R-I-B-E-L-L-S. Anyway, so if you go like if you straight up Google it, it just means like carry or carry the weight. So if you think about it like with with anything that I get myself into or hmm, going through life in general, whatever you're going through, it's you basically just having to carry on and just saying to yourself, like, oh, okay, whatever it is, I got this. And Kev's, like, if things get overwhelming, it's more about, like, talking about grace under pressure, reminding yourself to mm-hmm. keep under pressure, things like that. I don't know if that, I don't no, know. No, that makes sense. Is it, like, kind of, like, the same mantra as, like, keep calm, carry on type thing? But I'm, I'm all about grace under pressure. You said that. So I'm a big fan of Kev's now, I think. <laughs> yeah, so I was really, like, just thinking – how to properly explain it. But yeah, that's the simplest way I could ex- explain okay. what that means. All right, interesting. That's awesome. Um, I feel like, I mean, getting to know you over the last couple of years, I definitely do see a little bit of that, you know, whenever we are doing things, like whether that's school or going out or whatever. It's that, it's that whole like, eh, like it'll be all right type thing. <laughs> yeah, like every time you see me in school or bump into me in school, it's like the only thing I say is like, eh, huh? like, I always have like, eh, I got this type of mentality. Yeah, it's a good mentality though. It's like some form of confidence. <laughs> I I think so. Like, <laughs> like fake until you make it type of vibe, but um, <laughs> more of like whatever today has for me. It's like, eh, Kebs. Like Kebs. whatever has for me, take it head on and with the all about that Kebs mentality. Mm. No, That's I'm in. Cool. I like it. I will support. I will support. <laughs> So this week, uh, we're going to do the Holy Grail of Thrills. Uh-huh. So interpret that however which way you want, but we'll just alternate picks. Uh, we'll, go, we'll just go five. So you can go ahead and go first. Top five of thrills. I go first? Yeah, you go first. Wait. Oh, okay. Okay, this one's very expected of me. Not really surprising. But I think there's a thrill to having a good iced coffee in the morning and or or like finding a good coffee shop yes that's really that's good I'm, i've become a huge coffee like bigger coffee person now that like during quarantine so yeah that's actually really good. like find like are you talking like finding a new coffee shop or like brewing like a really good pot of coffee like one or the other well in quarantine yes making your own coffee like making yourself a good cup of coffee but i mean if it wasn't if you weren't stuck at home, I would say the thrill of like finding a new coffee shop and having like staying there and having a good iced coffee. Yeah, it's like, good. You know me, like, I love I love studying out and like just finding the next place or right. the next study spot. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. So for my first pick, um, I think when you're <laughs> all right so like i don't really get to experience this now because my house is only one floor but like growing up like i've always had like you know bedrooms are upstairs and you have downstairs right so uh in the dark when you miss a step and you don't know how far you're gonna fall or if your foot's just gonna hit the hit the ground missing a step in the dark i think is top tier thrill because it's like it's like a little ride you go on for like a quarter second and you're not <laughs> what happened or even if it wasn't like in the dark. This happened to me today oh, in broad Very good. <laughs> I was walking up the stairs with my hydro flask in one hand and my iced coffee in the other. And I I was already like almost in the second floor, like maybe like two la- like last two steps, and I almost tripped. And for some <laughs> reason I didn't land on my face. Like I had I don't even know. You missed but- a step and you were just like, Oh, we're going for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> but <sighs> My iced coffee. That was the important thing. That's true. Cannot, 
you cannot have a cannot have that i feel like you're one of those people that like you will you will drive just to get an iced coffee to bring back when you can just make your own coffee yeah yeah so was i though so was i i can't really talk on that definitely in college like i could just stay at home my lola would be like why are you always studying out like you have a desk in your room you have coffee downstairs why do you have to stay in starbucks for eight hours and she would always say like poor starbucks like i bet they're losing all that money from the college students just, just that just like buy one iced coffee and stay there for eight hours yeah i feel like they i feel like they uh they they definitely like get upset about it but at the same time like they know you're gonna come back tomorrow so how back can they be yeah. <laughs> all right what's your number two what is my number two okay let's see hmm. my number two would be okay this one probably like both of us could relate like the thrill of rushing to training and making it on time and not getting like extra runs for it yes yes i because but like back in college for you app um for the football team we would always so our training is in at 6 a.m in the morning oh like good it's 6 a.m and our call time is 5 45 a.m and we'd all we'd always have like strict rules with being there on the dot and if mm-hmm. you're there at like 546, which is like a minute late, you'd have to do like an extra run in the oval. Ooh. Like a 400 meter sprint. No thanks. Yeah. No thanks like, at all. Imagine doing that at 6 a.m. Like waking up at 5, driving to school, making sure you're there at 545. And then if you're like one minute late, you'd have to do an extra run. That's so uh, sad. Is that like one minute late like to when you are you arrive or like when you're ready to go when you when you like arrive at the football field at the benches like you're supposed to be so assuming you're already ready so like for example like if it's uh like you being physically there at training okay you don't have to be ready like gear on but i mean just physically there like there are times our teammates would like drive so fast to this football field and leave their car open and just make sure they're there at 5.45, leave their bags, like, just say, like, okay, I'm here, I'm physically in training, and then go back to the car and park the car. That seems like a big, uh, it seems like a loophole in the rules. I feel like coach (laughs) should still make you guys run. No. uh, (laughs) I think our captains were, well, the captains were more of the mediators for that. Okay, fair. The, uh, for me, it was always, uh, I had, I had a bigger one when I was younger. So like when, like my mom was always late, like to games <laughs> or to practice or something. Like I was like always in the car, like ready to go. And I'm just sitting in the back seat, like honking the horn. Yeah. Like, everybody needs to be in the car now or else I'm going to miss, like we're going to miss, I'm going to have to run and I'm going to be very upset with you guys when I get home. But make, yeah, making it on time is pretty good. That, that's actually, I didn't even think of that. That's really fun. Um, all right. So my number two is uh, when you are, in the parking lot, right? When you're parking lot of uh, like a store or something and you go to park your car and then you realize that the parking spot that you picked is one that you can pull all the way through so you don't have to reverse when you're done. You yeah. can just like drive straight. Like you just get a pull through spot. That is one of my favorite things that happen when I drive. I agree. I agree. But oh, I miss driving. Like I haven't, I mean, yeah, I haven't been driving around since quarantine. Are you guys allowed to like leave and stuff? Um, like, is it strict? Uh, well, here in the province, like they lifted um, some rules already. We're in general. Okay. I don't know what our um, what do you call that? Like our label is with um, ECQ. Right. <laughs> I'm so confused, but <laughs> not that's. I don't think they're that strict anymore with in terms of going out. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. The, um, it's like pretty, not lax here, but like you're definitely, you have a lot, a lot of freedom here now to like go around and do stuff. Like restaurants aren't open, of course. Uh, but this week they did open like 50% capacity in restaurants. And then I think like outdoor seating, but still to 50%, like they're just trying to normal normalize it as best as they can while remaining safe, which I guess is good. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's good. Um, all right. What is your number three? Number three. 
see. Wait, let me pick for my list. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go with this. Thrill of being single and yeah. being in the bar. And being in the bar, yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of thrilling. I think I'm just like on on the hunt when you walk in there, like all all juiced up from your thrill. <laughs> No, but I mean, like, well, I think there's a thrill to just not, ha like, having no expectations when, you know, you're going out with friends and you're going to a bar. So, like, you just zero ex expectations on how the night's going to go. Okay, so it's just a thrill of excitement. Like, thrill of we, excitement. Are, we are, we do not know where this night is going to end. Yes. Okay. And, like, so many possibilities can happen. This is true. This is true. Yeah. You know. All right, that's a good thrill. That's a good thrill. Um, <laughs> how about, how about, uh, let's see. I have a lot of ones that involve like driving because <laughs> there's so many things that happen. I get very angry when I drive. So like all my thrills happen like, yes, oh, nice. God. So like when you're, um, when you're driving and you're going like, I don't know, like 50, 40, 40 miles an hour and you're going up to a red light and you're like not really sure if you should start slowing down or not and like going to a complete stop so if you just time the fact that when you let go of the gas but you don't hit the brakes and the light turns green you don't have to slow down that uh -huh. feels good that feels fantastic that okay agreed agreed oh that just that that reminded me of how i failed my driving test in the states i don't know why but you failed it how did you I fail it i failed it um, so when was this? Summer of 2017. That was the summer I spent, like, I spent my whole summer in the States studying there and I had to drive myself around. And You're in Cali, right? Yes. 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 I was in Cali. Um, I, I was driving, um, a manual car. Do you drive a manual? I can, but I don't have one. Okay. So, um, you know how, I don't, what was the rule about rolling when you go on a full stop? Or you cannot, you have to full stop. You can't roll through like a stop sign. Yes. So. Well, yeah, I because think, then it's not stopping. It's, it's like uh, pausing. So not. Oh, okay. No, but okay, <laughs> my, I'm going to defend myself. So what happened was like that summer, my dad taught me, I blame, I blame my dad for me failing the driving test because <laughs> I'm such a good driver. I'm such a good driver. But like during that summer, I think it was, um, my dad taught me that you could put the gear on neutral mm -hmm. yeah neutral and then it just like it will roll and then you click the brake so it's on full stop right yes but you're apparently you're supposed to what was it okay no i have to think of the sequence i haven't driven in a while what was the correct way to do it put <laughs> put it on you're losing me here you're losing me yeah i lost my trip what was it? Anyway, I failed my driving test because of the rolling part. Well, I forgot the correct sequence. Did All you parallel park it right? Sorry? Did you parallel park okay? Yes. Yes, I did. I did everything okay. Like, the guy was like, you did perfectly fine. Except that in every stoplight we had, you did the rolling thing. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, every <laughs> single one? Damn it. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. I feel the need to go back to the States and get my license. Like, I just want to sure. pass my test. Yes. <laughs> All right. What is your, what is your, what is your fourth? <laughs> wait, you was it you? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Is, is it me? Oh, wait, no. Wait. No, you just you. said the driving thing. That yeah, I think it's you. Fourth. Ooh, okay. Um, my fourth will be the thrill of receiving mail. Like having mail for you? Yes. I don't know. Why. Like, you know, I asked you to send me a postcard. Where's my postcard, Mason? Oh, shit, I forgot to do that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to get a postcard. I'm going to get no, a postcard. Like, that is my thing. Like, when I do, when I, when I go travel to places, my souvenir for myself would be a postcard. So I would Fair. buy a postcard at a random souvenir shop or wherever. And then mm -hmm. I'd ask everyone, like my family members or friends who are with me on that trip to sign the postcard. And then I would just send it to myself. So. Okay. Does it count though if you've never been there? No. Why would I? So get like. So like, why would you get a postcard for me if you haven't been to 
to to where to where I'm sending this postcard from. Oh no, I mean like that's a that's a different thing. It's more of like oh okay 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 being there and sending a postcard to me. So that's also one more thing I like doing. Like I I would ask my friends like if they are they're on their trips to just send if they ask me like oh what do you want from here I would just ask them to send me a postcard. All right, I will send you a postcard. I don't even know where I can buy a postcard, but. I will find one and I will send it to you and it's going to have the great state of New Jersey on it. Yes, but you have to mail it. There are some friends who I don't think get them like get the memo, but they would buy me a postcard and then they get here to the Philippines and they would just give me the postcard. That doesn't make any sense. Those are supposed to be and then like you have like the excitement of having it have a stamp on it and everything. I want the whole like experience of it. Like you putting a stamp on it, writing writing a little note and the address and then sending it through snail mail right all right i'm gonna have to, you're gonna have to message me your address i will get that done this week yeah. hopefully i don't know how long that's gonna take it'll probably take like eight months to get to you but we'll make it we'll make it happen i don't even know but also also with quarantine just like i think oh i've been a little bit into online shopping so, oh me too me too so bad i mean me before too. this i wouldn't because i knew if i started it would be terrible it'd be bad it would just keep on coming. Huh. That's awesome. All right. I think uh, for my fourth, I think... Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Uh... Oh, my God. Wait. Okay. I think, like, for me, it's, uh, it, it's going to be when you are at a sporting event and you ha- you buy, like, really cheap tickets, so you're, like, sitting all the way up top, but, like, yeah. you sneak down past, like, the, the ushers and you get to, like, really good seats, like, early in the game. Like, usually you can do it, like, at the end, like, it's fine. But if you can get that done, like, the first quarter, like, that feels good, especially if you walk by an usher and they don't ask for your ticket and you just, like, pick a seat that no one happens to be sitting in. That's a thrill. That's exciting. I always get scared of getting caught. I can't. I mean, you just got to walk in there like uh, like it's your seat, and then they won't question it. Like, if you walk in there a little suspect, like, they're going to find you. Have you done that? Yeah, I've done it. I actually did in the Philippines, too. What? Oh, wait, no. Was this the... Which this is the Ateneo U, uh, UP game. Me, Larry, and Tim went. And we, like, we had tickets in the UP section. Obviously, we weren't trying to sit there. So we ended up in the Ateneo section. Like, we moved pretty far down. Uh, and we got, like, fantastic seats. It was awesome. I could not. I could never pull that out. I'm the worst liar. I can't do that. <laughs> well, no yeah. one talked to us. We just sat there. The moment a guard comes and be like, I'm out of here. I'm going to go get popcorn or something. You're right. I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. That's funny. Uh, All right, what is your last? My last one. This has to be a good one. Okay, no. Hmm. I would go for the thrill of just not having a plan. So just like, uh, just like doing something, like showing up and you're like, I have no idea what's going to happen. Yes. Or just not, I mean, like getting your car and driving wherever. Or just anything spontaneous to me is thrilling. Like if it wasn't part of my day, and we end up in Tagaytay or a beach or something, that's it's me a thrill. thrill. Yes, anything spontaneous is a thrill. Okay. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Like one of my well, one of my favorite memories in college was going to Shergao with my college breakout, like my group of friends in college. And I, well, the way we ended up in Shergao was my friends just looked up tickets to Shergao mm-hmm. and they five tickets without asking me. And back, I mean, in college, wow. I would have to ask permission from my parents to go wherever I have to go. Right. So it was hard for me to have to ask permission and say, um, by the way, I'm going to Shergao with my friends and we already have a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> that How did that go over? Uh, I think my parents handled it pretty well, I think. Because it was senior right. year. And, I mean, the trip was supposed to be after graduation. Fair, fair. Uh, I mean, I graduated. 
I got my thesis passed. So I think I deserve that trip. There you go. Proud of you, proud of you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um, All right, so my last one is going to be when you, um, when you, when you walk into a bar or like a club and like there is a very good song on, Oh, that's a good throw. Cause it feels like the whole place is welcoming you and you're yeah. like, Oh yeah, this is my jam. Like let's freaking go. Let's, let's get after it. And our whole that's a good thrill. You walking in the club. Yep. Yeah. It's a good thrill. You know, like, and like, and like some song is like bumping, like, yeah, that's a good thrill. All right. So I wanted to revisit what you mentioned before, um, talking about how you played soccer in college at Ateneo. Um, how was that experience? I can't imagine it was, uh, it was anything short of being great. It was so, I think that's what made my college experience great. And I, sometimes I feel like I've hit my prime just because (laughs) I love college and the whole UAAP experience and being a student athlete. And I think that definitely affected like who I am now as a person. Yeah. I mean, like how, uh, so like how long have you, I mean, I know that you still play soccer, but like going into college, like how long have you been playing soccer before that? Actually, okay, I've only had, hmm, I started playing varsity senior year of high school. So imagine, like, that was a quick, yeah, that was a quick transition from um, playing one year of varsity and then going into UAP. Um, Before senior year of high school, I did have, like, one summer where I did, like, a football camp, but it was just, eh, it was just, like, a, a quick summer camp, and then into varsity senior year which was something I didn't expect and then after that I got invited to play for Ateneo. That's crazy. Was so like playing in college was never really like a goal of yours you just ended up being like pretty good at it. Well I I, I wasn't good at it. That's oh <laughs> that's okay. okay so I was actually a bench player for most of my years. Uh-huh. Probably like, actually like three out of four years I was legit just a bench player. Well I was a bench player um so a big part of it was how do you say this me accepting that I was a bench player and then having to keep up with all of my teammates who were who were what like they started playing since they were babies or they're part of the national team so right. me who started senior year of high school I had to keep up with that 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 kind of level of skills they have right and it wasn't like easy for me for like my first and second year of college it was mm-hmm. just me trying to keep up and trying to um not make it get into my head that I'm just a bench player that there's more to things that I could contribute to the team right right, right, right. and during those years of me keeping up with learning more and being able to get my spot Right. Well, I mean, I'm sure like you learn very quickly playing it, playing with people like at such a high level, like you yeah. kind of had like no choice, but to, but to like get better. Exactly. Like know? just day, like I remember one training when coach was literally for like, when there was a team huddle, coach literally told the team not to give the ball to me. <laughs> like <laughs> it was, it was, I was on that level as a player, like to the point that my, my own coach didn't trust me. To, to have hold the ball. ball yeah exactly so that's crazy though yeah after that but I mean that shaped how I am as a player like I really had to if I wasn't good with ball skills then I had to go on extra gym work gym trainings and right. have you know out of training work with just with myself and some other teammates that would help me out right that's awesome though I mean yeah, that's crazy. Like, because I mean, I'm assuming like your fourth year, like you ended up like carving out like some some playing time, right? And like a like a more significant mm-hmm. role on the team. So like, like walking on to like not coming in as a as like, as a recruited player, or, like as a scholarship player, and then like mm-hmm. you know staying with it, and then e- ending up like getting some playing time like your senior year. That's that's gotta be like exciting, you know? Like yeah. the whole journey is probably like very eye opening and stuff. Like I can't I can't imagine um, how difficult it was going in and like just kind of being like outclassed and stuff but it's awesome that you know everyone was there for you and stuff uh did you guys win any championships in my actually no we didn't our best was already like third place Uh after that's still good though yeah 
Yeah. I think that's uh, it. Third place was their highest. So that's like a is it does it work the same way as basketball? Like it has their like the, the eight team like season and the little tournament at the end or whatever. Like the infrastructure is the same. I'm not sure if it is the same actually. But I mean, you go against all all teams and then I think there are points when it comes like if it's a win then it's three points. If it's a draw, Okay. It's a gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense to me. All right. So like what was uh what was like the student athlete life like at in college for you? Like did you get any like cool perks? Cool perks. We had so we had the um a cheer rally for all the athletes at the beginning of the year and all the freshies were like kind of required to attend that. Mm-hmm. So it was like rally where all the you they would introduce all the athletes but then again I think the high pro well high profile sports such as basketball and volleyball like they actually have fan bases in UAP just because they have all the tv coverage compared right. to others right right so they would get more excited for those players like the basketball players and the volleyball players but that was fun um also bonfire, which is at the end, if we do win a championship, everyone gets to celebrate that. Oh, and that's fine. the athletes, like the stars. But, right. I mean, most for me are the perks. And not really what – of course, for those who did have athletic scholarships. That's a big – Right, big, right. Well, I'm sure, like, the perks are a lot of, like, intangibles for you. Like, the, uh, the relationships you got to build and the experiences you had, you know. Like, I'm Definitely. sure – those are people like, I mean, you went to war with them like every day, you know, whether that be a practice or in games. So like, I'm sure you are, you have bonded with them for life, you know? Yeah, definitely your teammates. I think it goes for every sport. Like those are lifelong friends for you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so what was like the routine? Like you had like, what, like 6am two days or like. Ours was every day, like Monday to Friday. So I'm, I would wake up at, 5.30, get to training, 5.45, um, start training at 6 a.m. until probably 8 a.m. And then run to the shower because I would have like a 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. class. Right. After, after class, there would be gym sessions. That's another perk. We do have free gym, and gym access and like our own strength trainer. That's and good. Our own That's good. Yeah, didn't have to spend much for it. And we do get free stuff from Nike. That's oh, yeah, you guys you guys are a Nike school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah, Rutgers was a Nike school when I was there. So I have a lot of, like, shirts and, like, backpacks and jackets and stuff. But they went Adidas, like, shortly after I left. So um, yeah, that will be it. And then weekends would be games. Right. How many games did you get a season? How many games? Five to seven eight five to eight games okay and so it's not a very long it's, it's not a very long season yeah for us because um for the men's they have eight they have so uap has eight teams in total right right for the men they actually have complete eight but for women's only five out of eight schools have women's football ah uh, okay okay so they just like don't field teams so you just okay um interesting you would think that they could field like a full league I feel like um that's, I think that sport's actually decently big in the Philippines. Like, the longer I live there, the more people I find out, like, play or played. Uh-huh. I but. think, well, in general, like, the men's league is more popular than the women's league. And they also, the men's league has, so I found it so unfair, but for one point, only the men's league had TV coverage for you. Interesting. But the women's had no coverage at all. Interesting. Only the finals game. Like, out of all the games, they would only feature the finals. Right. Where, where for the men's team, you get all games for the whole hmm. season. That's kind of whack. That's kind of whack. I'll be real. I, it's a little whack. Yeah. I mean, okay. I remember uh, second year when – so, of course, us as female athletes, we would, like, protest against that. Like, why the hell do they get the coverage and we don't? And I remember mm-hmm. my coach, he was so blunt with us. He was like – I'm not, I don't want to say this out loud, but I'm going to tell you girls that you don't get coverage because not like, for example, women's volleyball, you're not in short shorts and you guys aren't wearing makeup. That's, That's something messed I remember. up. Yeah. Dumb. So ingrained in my head that he did say that to us. And I mean, that wasn't his opinion. That was more of um, whoever the, whoever was supposed to, 
provide the TV coverage. Right. Like he was just being straight with you guys. Yeah. Then like he was like, that's the sole reason why they won't cover you. It's because you're not wearing short shirts and you're not wearing makeup. That's kind of gross. I'll be like, that's ugh, mm-hmm. not a fan. And to them, they don't think that's going to get any attention for, for the audience. So. Right. Nah, Bad I am reality. anti that. So. Bad reality. Yeah. That's sad. I but, feel I mean, that's an issue like everywhere though. Like women's sports don't get enough coverage. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know if it's for that reason. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not really a fan of any reason, but that one, I've never heard that one before. So they're also like, oh, women's football doesn't have much action. Yeah. That's like, that's what you usually hear. Like there's not enough fans or whatever. It's not worth the money that they put into putting it on TV. Mm -hmm. But that is the worst excuse I think I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Crazy. So uh, what do you think like your, um, the most important thing you uh, you learned in your time as a student athlete. Technically, you're still a student athlete, but like, it's not <laughs> yeah. the same. It isn't. Um, I would say the best thing I picked up from being a student athlete is, um, I think the sport itself and being a student athlete made me have a growth mindset. Okay. Yeah, so that's something I picked up, that I had to have a growth mindset and not a fixed mindset. So it's me thinking that as a player, I'm a work in progress. And it's to think of growth, to think of growth as my endpoint rather than like having championship and championships and medals as my, my goal. It was more of me um, enjoying the process of it all. Right. Yeah. Um, so then follow-up would be how did being a part of that program prepare you like for your next step uh, which ended up being medical school I wasn't sure, I'm not sure if that was the plan like from the beginning but how how does like having to go through that like sports side of things uh, prepare you to you know take on the next step in life like how does that shape you as a student now as a student now oh my god okay um huh well I think well, obviously, medical school gives us a lot of, like, it's a lot of mental, you need a lot of mental toughness, right? Right. And I think that's what I picked up from football, like, having to have that grit to go through, what, how many chances that we read to accept failure, obviously, because mm-hmm. we're going to have to freaking fail a lot of tests in med, which is something, like, you pick up in sports like if you do fail if it was if it was a bad game then you just have to pick yourself up and then do better next time right that's one thing i learned yeah that you can apply in med yeah just being um, like resilient about uh you know taking everything yes definitely okay how um what was like your uh, your go-to like pre-game ritual did you have like a pre-game ritual <laughs> i did have actually i did have a pre-game um what was my pregame? Pregame, so we were required to to sleep in the athletes' quarters in Ateneo the night before a game. Okay. And if we, if I, the, for the next morning, I'd wake up earlier than the rest of my team, and I would jog alone or go for a morning run to the to the church mm-hmm. in school or the chapel, um, pray, and then run back, and then have breakfast with the team. So that that would be like my morning mm-hmm. routine game day and then I don't know why but I would always have to have Reese's chocolate right before my game like there it I is. that's the routine that. I was looking for <laughs> I would always have that in my bag on game day like a Reese's peanut butter cup that's amazing and all of my team, like, I would see my teammates like eye on it I'm like no 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 no, no. I'm not sharing this this is all for this me. is for me <laughs> did you is that is that something you still carry now uh, when we have games for UE? Oh, man, not anymore. But... Yeah, you to bring it back. You bring it back. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> um, and then, like, you mentioned, like, you know, the whole resilience thing and um, just being able to, you know, stay mentally tough mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, was there ever a point where, you know, like, throughout that time where you realized, like, you got it? Because, like, for example, uh, you didn't, like, grow up playing the sport, right? So, like, that mm-hmm. whole, like, athlete's mentality of, like, you know, next play, like, forget about it. Like, we just got to move on. 
like how long did it take for you to develop that? Because you had to develop it like at like, you know, one of the top levels. I think I developed that on my senior year already. <laughs> Probably so on it my like, last It took you like your last year. Last game, last year, last game. I'm kidding. Uh, but, hmm. I think. Okay, what was the question again? Oh, man. Oh, what at what <laughs> point did I realize? Yeah, like, how long did it take for you to develop that, like, okay, okay. play, like, be resilient mindset? Uh, on, okay, first year, I always wanted to quit, so it wasn't that year. Second year, I always wanted to quit, so it wasn't that year. Yeah, I would really say it was on my last year. So senior year, mm -hmm. um, my coach, one of my coaches after a game, uh, I'm pretty sure he, he, he came up to me. He was like, you got, like, um, how do you say this? Sorry, rewind. Never You're mind. good. Okay, so, yeah, first year I wanted to quit every day, every freaking day. Second year I also had that feeling of just wanting to quit football entirely. I did leave the sport for a while, like third year. I was like, coach, I can't do you up anymore. I'm done. Mm -hmm. And then the reason I came back after a few months, because, I mean, it was already ingrained. That was my third year of college and having to play the sport. Right. I think fourth year would really be the year that I, I felt that I got it. I, that that was the year that I, I was put into first eleven, so uh -huh. that I mean, would make just, sense then. That like yeah, you know you had to wait till you really experienced it all. Uh huh. And actually, I I did it. I didn't. Well, it wasn't one of the big memories in my head, but I scored a goal on my fourth year. It was the it was the last game before the our second to the last game. And we mm -hmm. were down by six points, and I scored the only goal. So we we left that game six one. Hey, that's good stuff. Was that is this your first goal? That was my first goal. That feels good. That feels so good. Of my playing years, and second to the last game, my only goal in UAAP. That feels good. That yeah. feels good. Um, and then lastly, like, was your coach like tough? Like, was he uh? Was he like one of those nice guy coaches or was he one of those like hardos? Hmm. I think he was, I think he was nice. <laughs> like he never <laughs> or anything. We switched mm -hmm. um, coaches third year. So we did have to change like team dynamics and stuff. But okay. in third year and fourth year, he was a really good coach. He was a good coach. Right. And if we did, his mentality with every like every time we do come into a game, he'd always tell us to just enjoy it. And uh -huh. after if we did have a bad game, he'd always tell us, you know what, it's okay, do better next time. Like that was always this, the mentality that he would leave us with. Right. Well, that's good though. Um, the reason why I asked was like how, I was going to ask you like how um, how you respond to uh, to like hardo style coaching i wasn't sure if you had one of those because they're i mean i mean it's my brutal. second year one was pretty i mean he was kind of mean like just telling the whole team not to give the ball to me i was like <laughs> yeah that was like that's why I, I wanted to ask that question like that's a feels bad that's a um yeah that day was like i think that was like a turning point for me i was like it just made me want to do more and do extra work to prove to him that i could be better and i could keep up with my teammates who played for how many years and our national team players even if I've only had one to two years of experience on the field mm -hmm. so yeah that's awesome that's awesome that's actually uh that's pretty cool I didn't I didn't really know that like you know you had to walk on and like it took you know it took three four years to like earn a spot for you like that's that that's a big uh, it's a big testament to your you know your character as an athlete and I think as a person so that takes a lot. It's it's because you give up a lot to to play to play at the college level. So for you to give up a lot and like really not get any shine until you know your last year, um, mm -hmm. you have to you have to love it. So have to love it. But um, all right. So the lightning round. Uh, I'm just gonna ask you a bunch of questions. I didn't share any of these with you, so you're gonna have to think fast. All right. Uh, um, <laughs> Would you rather <laughs> for whatever I'm going to say and he has to edit it out. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> would you, would you rather be stuck behind a person who walks at a slightly slower pace than you 
all the time with no way to get around them? Or would you rather have to walk around with one roller skate and one sneaker all the time? Well, again, <laughs> I would... Would you, would you rather be stuck behind a person who walks at a slightly slower pace than you and you uh -huh. can't, there's no way for you to like walk around them? Or would you rather have to, you know, walk around with nobody in front of you, but like you have to have one roller skate on and like one sneaker? So you're just like all lopsided all the time. That's so weird. But also I can't relate because I'm always the one who's like trying to keep up with everyone's pace. Like, you know how tiny I am. So I'm always like walking at two times the speed as everyone else. Just to, just to, uh, all right. Pace. Yeah, that question's a wash then. I would rather go with the first one than me limping with a roller skate and a sneaker on. Yeah. Okay. Well, well pro of having the roller skate is you could just like one foot roller skate and you'd be faster than everybody. Just saying. You know, if, if keeping up with people is a struggle, maybe yeah. you can get a couple speed points, you know? You'd have one really strong leg. You'd have one really strong leg. So. I was in Meza. I don't think roller skating would be practical. That's fair. Or going up and down the steps at school because the elevators never work. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Um, would you rather have to take cold showers or have to eat cold food for the rest of your life? Cold, I love cold showers. What? I love cold showers. Like preferred? Yes, cold shower. I don't like. I do not have. What do you call that? Um, a heater in Meza. What? I love, it's so hot in the Philippines. Why would you need a, a hot shower? Even I cannot. I would. I would. I love cold showers. I cannot, in good conscience, take a full cold shower unless, like, I am having like I die suffering from like hyperthermia. <laughs> like I've tried it like I've tried to take showers when the power's out at school mm -hmm. and I just have to like use like a candle as a light source in the bathroom it's miserable it's so calming for me like, after freezing shower, all I need is a cold shower and after that I feel refreshed that's like ice baths but like uh, I hate ice baths never oh my god I was well I hated but also I did enjoy ice baths after training that's like, fair I think I was one of the few players that handled ice baths pretty well. Mm -hmm. Well, the good thing about ice baths is if you just sit completely still and nobody moves the water, the water around you, like directly touching your skin gets warmer. So it doesn't feel as bad, but like yeah, but with a cold shower, it's just like new cold water, like all the time. <laughs> yeah, but with Ugh. ice baths, you always have that one teammate that's an asshole that will move the whole pool. Oh no. Problems, problems. All right. Uh, if there were no expiration dates on any food, how long do you think you would need to eat everything in a grocery store? What? Everything? Everything in a grocery store. I wouldn't. I wouldn't finish it. Like in an un, unlimited amount of time. Yeah. You would still not finish. I, I think I could do it in like a month. <laughs> what? Uh, well. To be fair, I didn't know. I can't. Really? I have, yeah. No, if you've seen me eat, I eat super little. All right. Fair. I have a big appetite. You do have a big appetite, so that's why I was asking, like... I do? I feel like you do. Maybe you just like to eat good food. Food and... I think. Maybe we just crave good food, but it's not, like, an, a, a, big, a high volume of good food. It's just, like, you just want, like, you yeah. just want some. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think in my lifetime, I would not finish a whole grocery if I have to eat everything. Even if it took you like two years, like you just couldn't do it. That's crazy. I would do. I swear, I'd be done in a month. Like, <laughs> I would hate myself after, but I could. I'm convinced I could do it in a month. We're well, not talking I'm like I'm not talking like an SNR or like a huge like the Costco type deal. Like just oh. Standard grocery store. Wait, that that was all in mind. What what kind like I mean, what size of grocery are we talking about? Like a standard, not wholesale club grocery store. Like S like SM Save More? Like a Save More, yes. No, actually, I still wouldn't. Yeah. Like a Robinson's. Like Robinson's is pretty small. I still wouldn't. Wow. All right. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. All right. Well, that's actually all I have for this week. So, Pia, thank you very much for joining us this week on Between the Lines. And I will talk to you very soon. Very yes. soon. All right, later. Adios.
I just like the sound. It's Friday's back up in this thing and I'm different than the rest. 